All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of In the Kitchen. We are currently watching Sunday Night Football as the 49ers are just... What's the correct adjective for this? Is this just a a murder? This is a... Mashing. A massacre of the Dallas Cowboys currently. It's just all-around beatdown of the Dallas Cowboys. George Kittle, hat trick currently, three touchdowns. Still time for three more uh, at the pace that they're going at right now. But... That is the current update. We have a bunch of football to get into. Uh, or do we just convey, congratulate the 49ers right now on the Super Bowl? Is it too early? Yeah, it's too early. I mean, they got to stay healthy. Okay. We'll wait on they, that. They got to stay healthy. But yeah, we'll wait on it. But good God, that team's good. Yeah, I we'll, mean, we'll check Jesus. back in. We'll check back in four weeks on that. But <laughs> we have a bunch of football to talk about. Uh, Joey was busy, though, this weekend. He watched. How much football did you watch this weekend, Joey? Uh, I got about 20 minutes on Saturday. Okay. Uh, and I watched the Broncos game today. Okay. okay. All that's, right. that's a lot of football. Uh, Joey, uh, what were you doing instead? I was uh, at the Auburn Rodeo all day Saturday, sitting in a field, having some beers. Um, and then Zach Bryan was performing later that night. Who? Who? Who, who, who was awesome. that? It was so good. You guys, you, if you have never stood in a field... Listening to Revival by Zach Bryan, you need to try it because it's awesome. So I sum agree. it up, like give give us to us in thirty seconds. Dude, it's impossible. It was just so good. Like I was with my sister and all my friends standing there in a field, couple beers in me. Like I don't think there is a better night that could have happened. Listening to one of my favorite artists, um, he forgot the words to snow, so How he just he? said screw it. Uh, he's like in the middle of it. He's like, I forgot. Let's go to the next one. What did he that go was to? Awesome. What was his instinct? Uh, I think. What did he go to? I think Hey Driver was next after Ooh, that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Played Tourniquet mm. live too. For, he huh? said the first time he ever did that one. Okay. Live. Okay, cool. So that was pretty cool. Very nice. Yeah. We're a very pro Zach Bryan podcast. We might oh, be yeah. the number. Oh, yeah. Are we? We might be the number one Zach Bryan podcast out there. Number one. Yeah, we're up there. I'm, we're up I'm, there. And I'm not kidding. It's not no, a joke. No. We love him. Uh, yeah. Well, that was the Joey Bush Minute for our podcast. Uh, we'll check back yeah, in. Now we'll be going on mute. Yeah, we, we <laughs> will, uh, Welcome to the Zach and uh, Grant yeah. Allen show. We will Absolutely. be uh, checking go. in with uh, Joey in about an hour when we talk about the Denver Broncos. But we're going to begin with uh, our college, as always, and maybe the most entertaining game of the day, the Red River Rivalry. Oklahoma 34, Texas 30. Now, I think, did we have a consensus on picking Oklahoma here? Or did Joey just decide to go pick Texas again? Was that, I can't, no, I can't quite remember. I actually chose Oklahoma. Yeah, he did, Zach okay. Picked we, Texas. Zach picked Texas. Uh, oh. At what point did you realize Texas didn't uh, have a chance of covering that spread? Uh, for Middle of the first quarter. Middle of the first quarter. This yeah. is the weird thing with Texas is that up until this point, they probably... They had the makings of everything of a national championship team, right? They went out there and beat Alabama on the road, which is very difficult to do. It's not a lot of teams that have been able to do that in quite some time, as long as Nick Saban's been the coach. They did. But then they come out here and they just Texas themselves uh, uh, up in the most po- Texas way possible. And we were, we knew it was going to come. But it's like, dang, like you cannot teach an old dog new tricks. You can hire a new coach, but dang, that's, Texas is still in there. I... I... I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm just. I mean, I'm disappointed. I. You're, you're a person. You're 
you are disappointed. Yeah, I, I I thought they. I'm a big start guy. I don't know if it's like the personality or like I like him as a coach. Okay. I just probably because you thought, used to work at Alabama. Oh yeah. Oh geez, here we uh, go. That, is, that, here is that what you like? Go. Is that what you Resident like about him? Fan, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I mean, you are. Just, there's just something about him where I'm like, he's going to write the ship on this. And, and look, it, it, the Alabama game, I, I, we've, we've talked about on here that we still think Alabama's a good team. So that, like, we, we no, have we don't. talked about how, no, stop, stop. <laughs> you, you didn't watch football this weekend. I'm not going to, we're not going to grant. <laughs> we've talked about how, and, and we'll get to the Alabama game, is like Texas is a good team. And I just think that, like, I guess when you get sucked into SEC football constantly is the good teams can, they just, they rise and they just continue. They win these good games. And I felt like Texas had potentially that in them this year. And I just, I, 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 I bet Texas at five and a half. I don't mind back Texas at five and a half. I bet the, what I thought was the better team. So I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Um, I don't know if Oklahoma was good, but man, that was an entertaining game, and they just like it. Just I knew pretty quickly this was over with. Yeah, I mean, uh, Oklahoma definitely played well. I mean, you Dylan Gabriel he had two hundred eighty five yards, uh, touchdown, twenty three completions. Like Oklahoma did their part. Their defense showed up much better uh, against a good Texas offense too. I think Texas may kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit too. You had that uh, goal line stop where I mean, like if here is my thing is that I if you are a national championship team like Texas believed that they were, and you are two yards away from the end zone, and you have four plays. I think if you just run the ball enough times, you should be able to get two yards as a national championship level team. But instead, they go for like a weird screen pass to a wide receiver who is good but weighs like 180 pounds and can't really like bulldoze over the goal line. So that's ultimately the decision that they made, right? Is that what a national championship team does? I don't think so. Unfortunately, and I don't think as much as I like, I was all in on Texas before. I had them as the number one team in the poll. I, I I thought they had the they'd played the best out of anyone so far. But I also I don't think that a team that wins a national championship goes up three and then lets up a touchdown that easily with a minute left. Yes. Yep. I mean, like just it, ran down the field on them. I mean, ran down. The field. And it's a defense that looks so good against Alabama looked so good. But when you get that cotton bowl, it's just like, it's almost like they, they pull the coaches aside before the game. Like, Hey, just remember, this is a, the most big 12 thing that we have. And up Mm -hmm. until bedlam, we need to score a million points in this game. Mm -hmm. It's just like last year, one of you guys got shut out and it was ridiculous. All right. We need to go score points. It was like, they literally had a reminder for him. Uh, it just went right back to, uh, classic big 12 points, 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 no defense. For a team that was good at defense. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Uh, ultimately, I mean, Texas is still in it for sure. Like, if they went out win the Big 12, I do believe that they would be in the playoff. I don't think that the committee is going to... Yeah, I think they're going to take any chance they can to put Texas in. They might put them in with three losses, if they can do it. Uh, but I think one loss, Texas Big 12 champion definitely does it. Now, Oklahoma, though, the rest of the way, I I still, I'm not, I mean, I, I don't want to be the hater, but it's like I wasn't sold on them coming into the game. I don't know. I mean, this one's definitely really impressive, but I still don't think Oklahoma's going to win the national championship. But their schedule the rest of the way, it's 
it's not that like 12 and 0 is not out of the question. It's not that crazy for them right now. I mean, they have a tough game at Kansas coming up, and then the rest of the way, it's like I don't know where the loss would be. So their remaining schedule is UCF at Kansas, at Oklahoma State, hosting West Virginia, at BYU, and then TCU. Is the Big 12 as bad as it was last year? It might be worse. (laughs) Okay. It might be worse. Uh, I think it's definitely top-heavy. Like I think there's Texas, Oklahoma, Big Gap, Kansas, West Virginia, Big Gap, everyone else. But I don't think... Like, I don't know where, I'm sure Oklahoma will find a way to Oklahoma themselves, just like Texas did. Uh, And when we were like, oh, Texas isn't going to lose now. But I I just don't know where it would be right now on paper. I guess like at Kansas or like going Kansas and Oklahoma State is uh, maybe a spot. But I just don't know where it would be right now. Like that. And this is where two were so dumb because we came on here after Texas beat Alabama. And we were like three playoff spots are already locked up. Yeah, <laughs> it's college, but it's, that's college football every single year. And it's like man. it's it's just, it's just so not so good. Um, yeah, and it's like literally just whatever you think is going to happen, the opposite is going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, weird thing. Now that I'm looking at it, uh, why is Bedlam November fourth? When did they change it? I guess it's the first year they changed that, right? It was supposed to be at the end of the year. It's been the uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving. Oh, I feel like forever. Now they got uh, the great rivalry TCU versus Oklahoma during that week. Mm. So that's what everyone's looking for. Yep. Uh, I do love, though, the Red River uh, game being here in the middle of the season because it's like it is a high-stakes rivalry that has the same sort of intensity and feel of like an Ohio State-Michigan, a Army-Navy, a uh bowling Green versus ohio there it is um, yes uh-huh. yeah james madison versus virginia you know these high stakes rivalries um and then there's some small one in alabama no one watches but uh i think that i i like that this one's here because it's like i think it like it being in its own little stage is really cool and unique and you get a taste of it right now like we're halfway through the season we get the big flare it's not like all saved for the end of the season i like that it's right now I appreciate that college football. Good job. Uh, do you guys ever think, uh, would you do Auburn, Alabama at like a neutral site in Birmingham and they split the stadium? No. Well, they used, used to, to do that. that. It used to be at Legion Field. Yeah. yeah. It used to be yeah. where? It used to be in Legion Field in Birmingham. And like Joey said, this spot's called the Iron Bowl. Is that a baseball field? Uh, no, it is a, a, uh, a very, it's a, it is a old school football <laughs> okay. stadium. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, do you think Oklahoma finishes the season 12-0? No. Here is their issue, too, is that um, Texas has a problem where West Virginia could also go 11-1. and Now, granted, they would have to beat Oklahoma. But West Virginia could potentially, I think, steal a spot. Or if they went 11-1 and and beat Oklahoma... Would they play Texas then if they want out? Because they don't play Texas this year. Yeah, I think they would, actually. So maybe they get help from West Virginia. And Neil Brown, who was supposed to win two games this year, could potentially win 11. That would be crazy. That would be wild. And they go on the road to Norman and be a top-five team. Where do you think (laughs) Oklahoma stands right now? Because I put them in a position. I think I put them at five in my poll. Uh, I did. I put them at five. I have... 
Florida State, Washington, Georgia, and Michigan above them. Where does Oklahoma go? Because they got to jump a lot. Because I was like, okay, they beat beat the team that I thought was number one. So where where do you think they belong now? Do you think that them before like twelve? I think I had them like seventeenth. Oh wow! I I was not a big Oklahoma believer. Yeah, but what was your top five before that? What did you say? I had some variation of uh, my top five before then was some variation of Texas, Michigan, Georgia, Washington, Florida State. I mean, I'd put them behind. I mean, I think Florida State's really good. I think I mean you got Washington, Oregon this week. I mean, they're the fifth. I think like they'd be five. I also I don't that. I don't think Texas should be penalized too much. Uh, I have them still as a top ten team. Like Oklahoma is yeah. clearly very good, and like you can't discredit their win at Alabama either. Except the coaches decide to do that anyway because they have no idea what's going on. Uh, the coaches polls laugh out loud funny. Yes, the coaches poll every week is like they're trying to pitch skit ideas to Saturday Night Live. They uh, had t- Alabama ranked over Texas and put put Texas outside of the top ten. And I mean. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Texas could potentially beat Alabama. I think that I think that there's a chance that they could. I I I definitely go to that game. I would definitely go to that game. I'm not sure. You would? Yeah, I'd go. Pretty crazy. They should play uh, every year. That'd be wild. I think, uh, but it's like that doesn't make any sense. It's like why are they? Why does Texas get penalized? Like, are the coaches so afraid of Nick Saban? Yes. they can't they yes. can't rank them that low. Yes. yes. I don't understand it. Uh but college football is definitely college football itself, uh, with the Red River rivalry. Following that game up, you have LSU versus Mizzou. LSU 49, Mizzou 39. I know the scoreboard says LSU won by 10 points. <laughs> my, my pocketbook does too, but god dang. My was, uh, but my brain says yeah. LSU lost yeah. by about 15. Yes. Like this was the worst 10 point win of all time. Yes. Is the easiest way for me to say it. Uh yes. what Brian Kelly has turned LSU into is something strange. It's cuz it's remember when he went out there and he did that that fake fake accent. Uh he's like <laughs> we're here with my family and uh at the LSU basketball game or whatever his quote was. That's like the perfect representation of what LSU is. Now. It's like mm-hmm. fake LSU. It's a it's some team masquerading around in those uh what is the oh my gosh, what are they called? Uh those masks they wear at Mardi Gras. You know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. so it's someone wearing one of those pretending to be LSU. Cause it's like they have all I know it's like they're all the LSU stuff is still there and it's still Tiger Stadium, and it's still like a pretty decent team, but it's just not the same like di- um great defense, uh discipline team that we're used to seeing at LSU. Like that's really tough. Um, wins in the trenches, like you don't see that anymore. There. When do you? And you brought this up a lot of times. When when do you think the fan base gets tired of this? Um, halftime of the Florida State game. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, I think he said like we've said this a million times, but like him beating Alabama has done so much in terms of his image at LSU already. Almost uh, the worst, though. Okay, let, let's let's step back. Let's step back from that. Uh, Joey, you can't like Grant. Just outside perspective, <laughs> what happens if Auburn goes and beats him this weekend? Um, I mean when? 
he's not. No, 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 no. no let's have a realist. Like what? Right, like right. this I, is a grant. I'm this muted. is a grant. If Auburn beats LSU at at LSU, this LSU, week, what happens? What night. happens? He's not fired, but they're definitely like you. Better win out convincingly. Like you. That's so. There's your answer. <laughs> especially too, because like I mean Auburn. Like if we're being realistic, like Auburn was not in a bowl game last year. Nope. Like Auburn's not get like we're not great uh, Auburn's now. not going to be in the SEC championship this year. Yeah. And like I get not that Auburn's stand you still could, Sorry. but uh Auburn's standard is not um different in terms of like Auburn expects to be competing for national championships. But they I think they understand that this year's probably not gonna be it. Mm-hmm. Where LSU, I think, thought they were going to win the national championship this year, and I 100%. think they thought that Jane Daniels was going to win the Heisman Trophy. Yes, which is part just delusion, and part like victim of the AP poll, like we say every week. Yes, but say like, I think if they were to lose to Auburn, it would be panic for sure. And not that it already isn't. Like you go look at the message boards and tell me everyone's fine, but it's definitely going to be like what? What's the buyout number? I have no idea. I mean, I would say no. 50. I'm saying like that's what they're going to be thinking. Oh like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's going to be the same as like Jimbo Fisher, except I don't think I think LSU is a quicker trigger than uh, <sighs> we'll, we'll we'll get A and M. Like it, I like guess. Ed Ogeron yeah. went from winning a national championship to fired within 18 months. Uh-huh. It's so did I think you're Les dead, Miles, right? I think was pretty quick too. Uh, he was there for a while. Okay, it was there for a while. It just the fit just seems weird. Like you said, you uh, you watch the Missouri get that they shouldn't. Even, they won by ten, and that's a magic trick. They, I mean, they should they should have they should have lost. This, like I lost this game. I, I'm serious. This is the worst ten point win of all time. Uh, of all time. <laughs> this yes. is one of the worst yes. ten point wins ever. We talk about Kirk Ferentz ten point wins is a blowout. LSU's ten point win um, over Mizzou is the inverse. It feels like they got blown out. Yes, yes. Again, I get- Missouri controlled the game literally for 60 minutes. Literally for 60 minutes. Yeah. Uh, great cover, though, by LSU. Shout out to the guys. Oh, uh, getting that five and a half done. Yes, uh, uh, beautiful. Even though they beautiful. really didn't want to for a while. Uh, no, they they did not. They did not. Jane they Daniels. knew me and you had it, and uh, they just, yeah. They did. They wanted to make the boosters happy. Uh, Jane Daniels is a weird quarterback. He, someone like you know how they have discussions with like of uh, Josh Allen of like you need to stop running the ball, right? We're worried about you. Jane Daniels is addicted to just getting ragdolled like eight times a game. <laughs> like he, and it's not like he's getting blindsided right and hit, and it's not as well. He's like jumping with his stomach into the chest of <laughs> linebackers who outweigh him by two hundred and fifty pounds. And he's, he's just getting slid. he's getting the, thrown around, ragdolled consistently. Uh, there's like it's my new favorite thing now is every Saturday it's like Jaden, uh, Jaden Daniels uh, highlight video of him just getting crushed every time. And it's like he's doing it to himself. He could choose to just slide. He's fast. He can just slide, and no, it's no one's gonna have any problem with it. You're a quarterback. You're allowed to slide. You and a second baseman. You guys are both allowed to slide. But for some reason, he just chooses to jump into people's heads. I do not understand why he does that. Uh, but LSU, I mean, look, I they probably got to be back in the poll because they beat uh, a ranked team by 10. But it's like, I mean, I you can make the argument that James Madison is more impressive right now, or Air Force. <laughs> yeah. You could make the argument. 
Uh, I mean, Air Force has slaughtered everyone they've played. I mean, I what like they? It's that's just the truth. But I don't know. I call it as I see it, Joey. That's all you bring is the truth. That's all we do. Truth. Should we get on a truth social? Yeah. Should we start doing truths? Another great game, Washington State versus UCLA. Washington State, 17. UCLA, 25. They get the upset at home in Los Angeles. Uh, I thought the fans kind of showed up. They did a decent job. It's, It's weird. That stadium is so big and so open. I think even if it is packed, it kind of doesn't feel like it. No. There's something weird, like the right Pac-12 out. cameras too, where it feels like everything's kind of uh, like grainier a little bit. When you get those like off-camera kind of things, it's a little weird up there in the uh, in the Rose Bowl. But regardless, they get it done. And this score could have been way worse if I'm being totally honest. So UCLA got up ten to, or they got up nine to three in the first half, and then they were going to go score again. They're in the red zone. They throw a pick six to go down uh, nine to 10. But if they score there, they go up, what, 16 to three in the first half, and they probably keep on pushing it. I mean, they ended up covering the three and a half anyway with this, but it, UCLA came out and played, and they, frankly, like, they they dominated a good portion of this game. You cannot hear Zach. He's just Zach is. Yeah, really put it on mute. Here we go. I'm back. I'm back and better than ever. Uh, they controlled this game. I mean, yes. you ride that um that pick six that was one of the worst pick six I've ever seen in my life. And look, that's um, a true freshman. Like you're gonna get those. yeah. Dotson yeah. Moore's a true freshman, but also, I mean, will you trade the one pick for as a true freshman? He still beat the number thirteen team in the country. Oh, 100%, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, like um, like I thought personally though, he, I thought he did a good job for me. Like he wasn't outside of the pick, right? It seemed like he wasn't. Uh, forcing a ton of stuff. Like he just played the game that was needed to win, which I feel like in college that sometimes gets lost. Here's my biggest fear of this game. Okay. It isn't that the, the UCLA Washington, it's that the Pac 12 is about to start cannibalizing itself. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, we have the Washington versus Oregon coming up here soon. But I think that's going to happen. But it's like, did he. Before this game, did you have Washington State or UCLA in the Pac-12 championship? No, but I watched this game thinking both of these teams are really good. They are really good. And I think like there's going to be a Pac-12 team who goes like 7-5 and five and gets put in the Idaho Potato Bowl and wins yeah. 100-0. to zero. Yes. I mean, so I, I guess the good comparison is it, we watched this LSU-Missouri game and we sit there and we're like, man, I'm like this is the SEC, but I'm not sure that – Either one of these teams is very good. Good-ish, yeah. yeah. And you watch this game, and you're like, I think these both of these teams, teams are really good. These are yeah. good. These are two good teams. Yeah. Um, this is game two. Uh, Cam Ward, uh, I believe his uh, interception streak came to an end as well as uh, Brady Cooks from Mizzou. Am I remembering that correctly? There was an interception, right? I might just be spewing out words that don't make sense. Uh, I was following this game mostly through a phone for the first uh, majority of it, so I could be wrong. But we don't know. I actually want to check that now. Can someone check? Was there an interception? He did, I feel he did throw an interception. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, because I was like, I swear I saw one. However, uh, the QB depth of the Pac-12 is crazy. Because like Dante Moore is like, what, like the eighth best QB in the Pac-12 right now? And he's still like serviceable. He's still good. Like, who's the eighth best QB in the Big Ten right now? Hudson Card? 
And like I watched him throw like Bonick style, like over the head backwards passes this weekend. Like it's a huge jump. Uh, so that is a good point on the depth of the Pac-12. I do think both these teams are good, but I think like if either one of these teams like finished out at eight and four, I wouldn't be surprised just because it's a gauntlet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's difficult. Um, but I think UCLA. I mean, so they got Oregon State next weekend, which is going to be tough. Uh, but they're back in the top twenty-five. Uh, first time in what feels like a while. They uh, they'll have an interesting path ahead of them for sure. Because uh, like I don't think they're regarded as a strong team, but they have moments where they're good, and that defense is pretty strong as well. Um, it, I don't think it's going to be talked about as like the best defense in the Pac-12, but it, it's when you you flip them on, they're they're impressing. So uh, I don't have a ton more to say about this outside just the Pac-12 is super fun. Pac-12, I mean, it's I think we it's super fun. It's, I mean, it's also super good. Like this, it that's is a good, good conference. It is is it, it is a shame that this is like the way they go out. Yes, it what really would be is. what would be worse I mean, if it was just like a total disaster, like everyone was bad, or is it more like dang what we could have had because everyone's good? Like what's worse? I, man, this is. I mean, this. I think we could vent on this for like thirty minutes. I think it's. I, I mean, I'm sad about. It. I mean, I, I think you look at. I don't know if it's because we, like, we live on this side of the country and we like we're we live in Pac-12 territory, but mm-hmm. like I. Like I was watching the USC Arizona game last night, and it's it's twelve at night in Mountain Standard Time, and yes. it's it's a really good football game. Like if this is a like it's it's kind of I mean I, I'm sad about it. I guess is the best answer. It's um there's some really really good football. There's some really really good teams. There's some really good yeah. universities, and they're at the top of their game right now, and it's. Going out to where you know UCLA is playing Rutgers coming up next year. Like I love that though. I mean, yes, we do because we're, we're, but, but but we're not sane people when it they comes should, to that thing. But like they should they should meet in the middle and play in uh like oh, oh they should play at Mile High. They should play it in Power Field. No, that's not middle enough. It would, I need it like, would literally be it would be. Me, I want it to be middle and, and I want Rainey it to be going to it. And I be, want it to be there'd be three people there. But I want it to be middle, and I want it to be strange middle. Like, can they? Is there a stadium in like Topeka, Topeka, Kansas, <laughs> where they can play? Is there a high school where they can go face each other in front of tens of fans? Uh, I it would be interesting to see that. Uh, I would I would be interested in that one. But our next game, number eleven Alabama twenty six, Texas A and M twenty. Alabama survives a difficult test at Texas A and M. I feel like Texas A and M is like even in their worst. Yeah, Alabama still when they go there, they're like, guys, it's it's a this is a tough game. Mm-hmm. Like Kyle Field, weird environment. They got people with pumpkin heads on fire outside doing a sacrificial ritual. It's tough to play there. It's undeniable. But they get it done. All right. Still 21 the net win the national championship. Zach, resident Alabama fan. How do you how, how what do you think of the Crimson Tide? They're not going away. They don't. And I hate it. They don't go away. That's it. That yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's don't it. go away. I mean, that's, our next game is Notre Dame versus Louisville. Let's <laughs> uh, do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is. No, they're not going away. You're correct. I think they're going to hover around this like eleven tier though for another another few weeks because they need people in front of them to lose. Is their big thing? But ultimately, this is college football. It solves itself. Like if you're an Alabama fan, and you're worried about getting back into the national title conversation. All Alabama has to do is just win. All right, it doesn't matter. 
Like Alabama just has to worry about themselves. Uh, and that's ultimately the thing. Like Alabama's like Texas. Like if Texas wins every game the rest of the season, they're going to be in. The, the committee is going to take every chance that they can get to put Texas in the playoff. They're also going to do the same thing for Alabama. It's like Adam Silver is going to do everything he can to get LeBron James into the NBA playoffs. He created a plan just to get him in. They might add two other teams to the playoff just to get Alabama and Texas in. But all Alabama has to do is just win. All right. And they did it here. Uh, I think Jalen Milrow, though, definitely improving. Uh, he had probably, I, I, I don't want to say the best game of his career, but it felt like it. Uh, three touchdowns, 321 yards, and an interception. Serviceable. He's improving. Uh, not the Wildcat uh, triple option game that we're used to from him, but still working. Um, and like, not to be like sympathetic to Alabama. Cause like, I don't think uh, that's very fun, but it's like, it's gotta be tough going in there and being the, uh, the quarterback at Alabama instantly and getting thrown in there. Cause what he, what was his experience before? Like he had a game against Arkansas last year where he came in and tore it up. If I'm remembering correctly, I think he might've taken a little bit more time to grow and we might've been on there too early, but I think now he's, if he's continuing to make improvements like this every single week, Alabama could get very dangerous. Is that it? I mean, no. The, Joey does, the one thing that, yeah, yeah. I mean, Joey went to Zach Bryan yesterday. I mean, I love him to death for it, but we're, we're here to talk sports. So. It's, I hate Nick Saban for it, but this is one thing that he just, he's a master at, man. He just, he gets like, it's, it's prep, 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 and they get better and better and better and better each week. And, as an Auburn fan, it's it sucks, mm. but it's reality. It's reality. Uh, interesting note. So Nick Saban's favorite cookie, oatmeal cream, uh, oatmeal cookies. Yes, right. Crumble cookies this week. Do you know what their cookie of the week was? Oh uh, nope, no conspiracy. Boycott them. Boy, boy, same thing. Boycott. Zach's gonna go buy stock. Yeah, he's gonna actually he's sold out. Twenty five. Let's see what let's see what Coach Saban's up to with this one. If he's got it. I'm I'm doing it as well. Uh, <laughs> Texas in though with Jimbo. Obviously, a lot of complaints about the way Jimbo ran this game. Uh, his buyout. Do you th- how many how many times do you think they were googling that on Twitter? It, when do you cut the cord? I mean, uh, when do you I cut think, the cord on this? I think you got to wait till the end of the year. Uh, yeah. Like I I think if it goes nine and three with a loss to Alabama, I don't think it's I don't think he's going anywhere. Because that's and also that's a big improvement from last year, but yeah. I think anything. I mean, if he ends up around like six wins again, I think it's over personally. But hey, I could be wrong. Um, Tech A and M they've got a interesting schedule coming up. They have still games against Tennessee, Ole Miss, and LSU, and uh, a mighty mighty game against Abilene Christian in November. So we'll see how they manage to do against that. But I grant there's still losses. There's losses on the table. Still for absolutely. Up. So if oh, go ahead. Would you rather be Texas A and M or would you rather be Auburn? Probably Auburn, honestly, because I know, like, I think you've seen the peak of A and M. I think you know what you're going to get out of Jimbo, and I think at Auburn, you're like, I don't know. I mean, we give free some time, get him, let him recruit a little bit, see what happens, let him uh, see if he can make a couple interesting phone calls, makes people happy. Uh, you don't really know what you're getting with. Uh, Hugh Freeze. And that's not just me being a homer for you guys. But honestly, like I feel like with Jimbo, you've seen what the peak is going to be. 
But there's your buyout question. His peak is going to be some 26-year-old kicking a uh, a field goal to win the game against Alabama, and there's a weird video of his girlfriend uh, mm-hmm. screaming in the stands. Uh, I guys, do we do we think that video might have been uh, staged? A hundred percent. There's no way. Like, there's, there's no there's zero doubt. There's zero no way doubt. they knew the cameras were on them. <laughs> there's no way they knew that. Am I a cynical person for doing this? No, <laughs> not at all. No, uh, I try and be nice to A and M too. I really do. No, you don't. I don't. It's so hard though. But it's tr- it's truly so hard. I put no effort into it. Uh, our last big game of the week. This is what a great weekend this was, guys. I'm just reminiscing right now. Notre Dame twenty, Louisville thirty five. Jeff Brom, maybe the big, easily the biggest win of his career at Louisville. Maybe one of the biggest wins of his career. Gets it done. At home, Louisville, shout out to them. This crowd was absolutely rocking. Crowd of the week for me, personally. I didn't know that they were capable of selling out their stadium and getting a crowd like this. So shout out to them. Very cool. Uh, I feel like I used to go watch like the Teddy Bridgewater highlights and be like, wow, this is really cool. It's like a Heisman Trophy level season, but it's like a half-empty stadium. But now it's like this place was packed. It was jam-packed. It was awesome. Uh Jeff Brom, is he the uh, best co- best thing to happen to Louisville since Rick Pitino? Yeah, man, I mean, they're, they're, they're really good. No, nah, I mean, this is a tough spot for Notre Dame. I mean, it, it, it also, so this is, it this also is their shows their third-ranked opponent in a row. Yes. And back-to-back yeah. on the road. A little bit worn down, potentially. But also – I think – Go ahead. No, no, go for it. I think we fell maybe potentially into the Sam Hartman trap again. Yes. Because he's way too handsome. That is true. He's got those dreamy, dreamy eyes. But as much as I want him to be this amazing quarterback, he's just not. He's not. He's not. Uh, He's a fan favorite. He's really good. He's still my favorite. Absolutely. I still probably have him in my top three quarterbacks for some reason. But I, he's that just will, not going to be the guy who's going to take Notre Dame to the national championship. He's just yeah, yeah. And I know they're they're already eliminated because they have two losses, right? But he's – like I think a lot of people thought he was going to be able to do it, and he's just clearly not going. Like he doesn't – he's just not doing anything crazy. Like he's not super extravagant. Um, and sometimes that's a detriment, and like sometimes it's Caleb Williams. You don't know what you're going to get. Uh but he's right in the middle, and ultimately, like that's just not enough to be the guy that's going to lead Notre Dame to the championship. It's a weird thing. Uh, but Louisville, I, I love the way they did this game. They played, so it was tied at halftime, right? It was a little tough. They had a, a kicker miss a chip shot, which maybe I spiked my phone when that happened, so I was pretty upset about it. But they played like the they played the way that I think you got to play when you host these big teams and you're the the underdog per se. And they played to win. All right, they played. They didn't take any. They took all the chances that they got from Notre Dame. They put them away. Like they weren't playing. They, they didn't play scared at all. And I think that's the way to go. I think teams get in trouble where like, oh shoot, we got Notre Dame on the other side, mm-hmm. and they're thinking more about them than they're thinking about themselves. I think Duke did that last week. Yes, and Louisville ultimately, they're like, this is about us. All right, we got. Our, it's about our fans. It's about our team. And they went out there and they owned the game and they played the game that they wanted to play. Uh, they played fast. They played well. They were doing uh, 
they have like a bunch of weird motion going on everywhere. The Jeff Brown offense, a lot of like reverses, a lot of stuff going everywhere. Um, and it worked really well against Notre Dame. Do I think Notre Dame is bad because they have two losses already? No, I think Notre Dame looks much better with two losses than LSU does personally. Yeah. Um, I know people are like, oh, how's Notre Dame still ranked? It's like they're, they, they lost on the last play of the game against Ohio State. And then after three ranked teams in a row, they lost to Louisville in back-to-back road games. Relax. Like, they're pretty good. When they throttle USC next weekend, let's remember this conversation, okay? About how they're not good, okay? We'll, we'll figure out who's actually not good, all right? And I'm not even a, a Notre Dame guy. I really don't like Notre Dame, if we're just being honest. But I got to call balls and strikes, all right? We're on, this is the Truth Podcast, sponsored by Joey Bush. Truth. I like that. I like that. Louisville, though, uh, long-term, do I think they're going to be in the playoff? No. No. I loved this game, but I also remember them playing North Carolina State in a uh, crime to football. How <laughs> egregious that game was. Uh, like, that was a week ago. Mm-hmm. All right, that wasn't that long ago. So, I think that this was just perfect timing for Louisville. That's a really good team. Like, Jeff Brom in his first year, it's really impressive. Uh, it's a great win for the Big Ten by him getting that done. Really impressive. Uh, claiming it here for the Big Ten. Nice. Uh I think, though, there's some... They finished with, like, three losses. I'm not going to be surprised. I'm just throwing that out there. No, not at all. Uh, no. But, hey, in your first season, just Brom, like, you got to be feeling great. Returning back to Louisville, like, this is it. This is... You got to be feeling pretty good. Notre Dame, I mean, look, it's okay. Not really. But welcome to Notre Dame. And I think, too, this is almost more evidence, too, of, like, okay, maybe we should give the Big Ten a look because, it's like, us creating our own schedule now... Yeah. It's it's clearly it's doing more harm than it is good. Like don't well, they, they fell into the trap of playing bad teams the past couple of years and like going eleven and one or twelve and zero yeah. and then like making the playoffs and just getting ran out of the gym. And I'm, I'm kind of like I, I appreciate the fact that they're putting better teams on their schedule, but you're right. It's I mean this is a, this is a decent football team and they're three and two. Yeah, uh, and look, they got. More chances to obviously improve, and like I think they're going to be in a good bowl game. But this is such a tough stretch. I can't remember the last time that a team played four ranked opponents in a row. I can't remember the last time that happened. What like Purdue when they played three top five teams somehow in uh, October in 2021. Outside of that, I don't know. I'm not sure where that is. Uh, you guys got more comments on Notre Dame versus Louisville? No, no. fun game. No, that's fine. Uh, boy, Louisville, though, they had some moments, though, where they just really wanted to give it away. Some bad picks. They, yes. Uh, they, they so, like did. I said, be cautious, but also, like, Louisville, celebrate. Like, this is – don't let anyone deter you. This is your moment. You beat Notre Dame. You're, like, number 11 in the poll somehow now. It's awesome. Uh, boy, I was really trying to make Rick Patino jokes, too. I was looking at all the photos, really trying to do it. I couldn't think of anything, though. I'm not that creative. I don't think I'm good enough for that yet. Uh, if if anyone has some out there, submit them to me. I'd like to see them. I just uh, I want to make everything Louisville about Rick Pitino. We're only we're like 28 days from college basketball. I saw he's gonna play. He's they're playing a game like Arthur Ashe Stadium now. That's gonna be really cool. Uh, this is uh St. John's basketball, by the way. This is in Louisville. Uh, yeah, like in New York City in the cold in, in yeah. October, November. Okay, I well, believe that's... it closes. Arthur Ashe Stadium closes. It has a roof. Okay, yeah. Hmm. 
So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, I was trying to make it about Rick Pitino and I couldn't. The Iowa Hawkeyes played a game this week. Or do you want to mm-hmm. talk about Auburn win the bye week? Oh, great, great win over Idol. Great, great win over Idol. Yeah. Idol. Idol. Oh, I thought you said Idol. Yes. I was like, How we had Zach Bryan. No, Idol. Yeah, Idol. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, Joey, you wanted to give us your favorite song from Zach Bryan this weekend? No. Hey, Driver. Ooh. Did Warren okay. Treaty come? Uh, no. Interesting. Yeah. Iowa played the Purdue Boilermakers in a revenge game from their last uh, time Purdue came to Kinnick Stadium. I will say this team is very different from what we saw uh, in uh, last time Purdue came here. Different coach, obviously. Way different team, it felt like, too. Joey, I want to give you a, uh, a little quiz, all right? This is a little game we're going to try out. It's called uh, Guess the Score Based Off of uh, QB Stats. Okay. All right. So this is uh, Iowa's QB stats. Guess the score when it was one for nine passing with an interception and a passer rating of one. Uh, I would say you you might be losing by 14 points. Iowa was up 10 to nothing <laughs> at this point in the game when uh, that was the QB stats. Oh, it was no. the guy's. Kirk Ferentz really outdid himself this game. This was the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> Kirk Ferentz masterclass of interceptions, uh, weird punts, uh, uh, disputes over whether or not balls were falling uh, uh, in the wind off kickoffs. That was like a, tw- a 13-minute dispute. Uh, but this was just the ultimate Kirk Ferentz masterclass. It was hidden on Peacock. No one got to see it. But the world missed out. This was hilarious. This was a great game. Uh, Hudson Card is a strange quarterback. This guy was at Texas for a little bit and was viewed as the potential next best thing. And then I watch him here against Iowa's defense, which is a good defense, but he still shouldn't be like running around like he's never seen linebackers before. And he, dare I say, he might be the first quarterback who I think is addicted to intentional grounding. Because every oh time he gets almost tackled, he will throw the ball. It doesn't matter where he was doing like old Bo Nix style, like over the head passes blindly going to nowhere a couple times. Uh, every single time he's getting rid of it, though, one of them was actually intentional grounding, but it was hilarious watching him just chuck it up every time. He was like, I don't care. Pick it off. Who cares? <laughs> you don't need anything. Uh, weird debate at one point two where uh, Purdue, they went on fourth. Uh, they had like fourth and two, I want to say on the uh, 49 yard line. And they uh, decided that they wanted to punt. And uh, I think it was an interesting move because the last thing you want is to give Iowa the uh, the ball on offense when it's uh, at, at, mid, the mid, uh, at the midline. It could be scary. Interesting move by them. But ultimately, Iowa, I thought he played well this game. Cooper DeGene continues to do everything. He had a pick, uh, put them inside the five. Whether or not we got a touchdown off that drive, we are not going to discuss. <laughs> but ultimately, that is what he did. Uh, he looked great this game. People talking about should he be on offense? I don't know yet. I don't know if he should be on offense because I don't want it to take away from how good he is uh, on defense. That is my concern. Uh, I know like Travis Hunter does it well and stuff, but it's also like, I mean, I don't know. Like, would Travis Hunter be the best wide receiver in the country if he was, uh, if he only played uh, on offense? Or would he be the best defense back in the country? Otherwise, I don't know. We haven't seen him play in a little bit, so it's it's hard to tell. But you know, it was also against TCU, so and CSU. 
So it's a little bit difficult, but uh, I don't know. But this Iowa, this is what I guys, this is what we're going to have to expect with Iowa. All right. We're going to have QBRs of two the rest of the season. This is how we win. Get her done, baby. Get her done. All right. I strap in folks. And also I'm surprised. Why are people still surprised? I don't understand it. Even last year, I was like, I, we did it like six times in a row, and people were like, I can't believe this is happening. It's like, this is the MO, guys. How are <laughs> we still surprised at this point? I know you've watched all the games. I can see your tweets. This is just how, what we do now here. Does it drive me crazy? I'll say this. So when we win, mm-hmm. it's it's hilarious to me. Like okay. Kirk Ferentz magnum opus wins where it's like blocked punts, safeties, uh, weird games like this. Perfect. Like I love like having a pass rating of one and one of nine and then being up 10 to nothing at the same time is hilarious to me. It's the sickos stuff. That's okay. like college football peak to me. Awesome. But when you're down like 20 to nothing, it stinks. Like then it's okay. really bad. So you got like to take the good with the bad. And you okay. know, it's coming inevitably that this is all going to okay. collapse. You know, it's coming like this. You can't do this 15 times in a row, uh-huh. but you could probably do it like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you seen the schedule? Like it would probably work against Rutgers. Like <laughs> you can do it a decent amount of times. Rutgers is going to drive you crazy though. They're going to drive you crazy. They are, and I'm, I'm sure Rutgers, that's, like, that's that's a panic attack in a football game. I know, like you're but, gonna yeah. win, but you're you're just gonna be like this. I can't like this. Please, just get this over with. Get it over with. Oh, uh, we did have Joey in the moment where they went up uh, thirteen. I want to say they were up uh, seven to twenty, and uh, it felt like we were up forty five points. Nice the way the game was going, because nice. uh, Purdue they could not move the ball at all. Uh, Iowa still one of the only teams in the country. Uh, I believe to not let up a rushing touchdown unless I'm remembering something incorrectly. Uh, that would be embarrassing, though. Uh, but who knows? Wow. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, weird parts of this game, too. I, I talked about it earlier. There was a the Purdue kicker managed to gaslight and uh, trick the referee into believing that, oh, no, they did allow a rushing touchdown. I forgot that Mockaby scored there at the end. But they did. Uh, there was a moment where the kicker convinced the refs that the ball was falling off the tee on a kick that he shanked about uh, 15 yards forward and 40 yards to the right. Uh, and they kept oh, on shot. showing the replay up on the Jumbotron. It's the most still ball I've ever seen of all time. The ball <laughs> didn't move an inch. But he goes over to the refs immediately. He's like, he's like waving his hands like, oh, it fell. Hey, it fell. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. We believe you. He literally did the the Michael Jordan where he goes over to the ref. He's like, hey, he's holding me. And then the ref's like, I believe you, Mike. I believe you. I didn't <laughs> see it, but I believe you. And he calls it anyway. But Ultimately, though, this I really wish we had the bye week right now. This team is so injured. It's not even funny. Um, you did get Caleb Johnson back, and he made a noticeable difference. Uh, it's getting running back one. But, I mean, geez, we have the, the captains go out for the coin toss, and two of them are in boots. Oh. Like, come on. <laughs> it's crazy how injured we are. And, like, those guys are both out for the season. It's not going to make a difference. But before going into the Big Ten West Championship with Wisconsin next weekend, I would have liked to get the extra week of rest. Like we have O-linemen who are playing through a lot of playing right now who are getting better, by the way. Underrated point. They're getting better. 
get Deacon Hill more time uh, with the offense. But this is where we are. This is Iowa football. Uh, underrated point is that they're five and one. People forget. You if you only read tweets and you had no mm-hmm. idea what wins and losses, you would assume that you would assume this team is zero and six. One and five. Two two and four. They're five and one though. <laughs> they're winning games. Uh, but yeah, Wisconsin is the season. No pressure. Yeah. That's the season next weekend. Uh, game in Camp Randall. I think it'll be difficult. We'll preview it more on Wednesday. But hey, I mean, I'll take wins. All right. I have short memory. I am a goldfish. I like it as you should be. As you absolutely should be. Let's uh let's spend some time with the scores, shall we, gentlemen? Guys, there was a uh, Wednesday night football. We talked about it briefly. Uh, Jacksonville State, who they have. Uh, new uniforms. There is a Tuesday night game. They will be playing in a whiteout on a Tuesday, and they have uh, the acronym AKC on their helmets. Joey, what does that stand for? Jacksonville State. I can't stands for the Alabama. Ass, stands for oh. the ass kicking chickens. There you go. No way. Awesome. Awesome. It's no so way. AKC. Joe, you should go to that game. It's only the an a- hour up the street. I should. Ass kicking chickens. Been there. What are you doing Tuesday night? They're playing Tuesday night. I bet you we can, Joey. We can get your ticket for like five dollars. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. You have Come to go. It'll be awesome. Go. They're good yeah. too. They're really good. It's uh, Rich Rodriguez. Nobody. No. For, 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 Western for Kentucky thirty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Louisiana Tech twenty-eight. Uh, Western Kentucky always fun. That's all I'm going to say about that. Really good. Good. Too. Oklahoma State. Statement win against Kansas State, 29-21. Nebraska, 20. Illinois, 7 in the most Big Ten West game I've ever seen. Oh, dude, life. brutal. Brutal. Bielema, uh, man, just when I thought you had He's terrible. He's just terrible. I really thought he had something brewing there. I, I knew that they weren't going to be as good this year. But, boy, I mean, the stakes were low. But what are we doing? Like, He's bad. It's not good. Um, But Nebraska, hey, 3-3. Three and three. I'd take it if I was Nebraska. Uh, Maryland, 17. Ohio State, 37. If we just focus on the first half, this Maryland was pretty, a close game. pretty dang good. Uh, I still I like what they did, too. They did not fear Ohio State, which a lot of people do when they go into this shoe there. They're going to be 9-3, and three, and they're going to be a great 9-3 and three team. I, I would know. love – I hope Maryland plays like a 9-3 and three Pac-12 team because that's going to be an awesome game in a bowl game. In like the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, maybe. Ooh, is that a uh, is that ooh. Big Ten versus Pac twelve? Or oh, you it know is it's now. Be. Yes, it is now. It's gonna be like the pinstripe bowl, and they're gonna ruin it with two freezing cold. Um, oh no, that's Big Ten ACC. Well, what is Big Ten Pac twelve besides the Rose Bowl? I don't know. I'd have to think holiday. No, that's Big Twelve. Holi- no, Holiday Bowl is Big Ten AC uh, Pac twelve. It there is. There it is. It's gonna be the Holiday Bowl. Maryland versus Ooh, Oregon State. UCLA. UCLA. Ooh, Oregon. Ooh, that'd be a good one. That'd be an awesome game. Boston College 27, Army 24. Rutgers 13 covered the spread against Wisconsin. Kind of last-minute touchdown. Uh, didn't need it, but they did it I'll anyway. Take it. I'll take uh, it. Virginia, guys, in the win column. The University hey. of Virginia. Hey. Joey, who did they beat this weekend? Trivia. Tell you. Oh, Bill and Mary. The – <laughs> College school. of William Great and school. Mary. 
Great. It's a beautiful campus. Marshall, 41. North Carolina State, 48. Buffalo, 37. Central Michigan, 13. Florida State just wipes Virginia Tech's 39-17. North Carolina, 40. They're good. Syracuse, 7. Uh, North Carolina, too, was even doing plays where they would like uh, do tip passes to themselves mm-hmm. for 80-yard touchdowns at one point this game. Syracuse, too, like that's a pretty solid offense, too. Hold them to just seven points. North Carolina it should be a top-ten team right now. They, I don't know where they stand in terms of like ACC championship potential, but that is a really good team that I would not like to play at all. Yep. Scary good. Uh, Drake May, you are a future Denver Bronco. Congratulations. Yay. Clemson, 17. Wake Forest, 12. Uh, in a game just everyone forgot to watch. And maybe we just won't mention. Kansas, 51. Oof. UCF, 22. Gus Bus is struggling. Or is Kansas just awesome? Kansas I, is good. Here's a game I want to bring up as well. Uh, Northern Illinois at Akron. No one is really watching this, but Northern Illinois, 55, Akron, um, 14. These teams are 2-4 and four and 1-5, and five. but uh, you ha- they had a uh, their running back here. I don't remember his name, but Northern Illinois had 280 rushing yards, four touchdowns on 13 carries. Wow. That's <laughs> just a day. Quietly, a day. Out, <laughs> quietly out of nowhere, this dude just ripped off like, Generational performance. And, and Terry O'Brown is his name. My apologies. 5'10", 219 out of Savannah, Georgia, the junior. He had 280 yards, four touchdowns, 13 carries. Oh what gosh. a day for him. That's the only reason we're bringing that up. Uh, Akron, what's their uh, their mascot, Joey? They're the Zips. I'm Zips. That's right. Zips. Uh, UConn beats Rice 38-31. to Colorado 27, Arizona State 24. Now, Colorado, they beat uh, Arizona State, who has one win on the season. And I'm not saying you can't celebrate, but I think no, you can't. I think it's a little weird to go flash a Rolex in front of the student section after you that's, barely beat a one in five weird. team. Right, that's weird. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. I, I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt because I kind of like what Dion's doing, but that, and that's absurd. That's still, absolutely absurd. I still like Dion. Felt weird though. <laughs> Uh, congratulations, Colorado passes their win total. Yes. Congratulations. Not a good football team. Kentucky, 13. Georgia, 51. Georgia back. Kentucky, probably still the same. It's just yep. we do this we do this all the time with Kentucky. Yep. Okay. Michigan, 52. Minnesota, 10. Uh, PJ Flex said that Michigan's the best team he's ever seen. I saw that. And honestly, I believe it. Um I would rank the Michigan backups right now also as like the number 20 team in the country. Yeah. They're very, very good. Uh, I'm not convinced that like the Michigan backups couldn't uh, win the Big Ten West. They're so good. Ole Miss 27, Arkansas 20 uh, in a game. I saw people complain about the refs. Didn't see a minute of this one. Didn't see a single snap. Uh, But I'm sure that's about on par for what's going on over there. Here's an interesting game. Georgia Tech 23. The Miami oh Hurricanes 20. Let's set the scene a little bit here. Miami was losing a lot of this game. They were very lucky to have played this at the same time as Notre Dame was getting smacked around by Louisville. So everyone forgot about it. Until, and by the way, everyone would have still forgotten about it if they just mm-hmm. won the game. 
mm-hmm. until Mario Cristobal got the brilliant idea to uh, with under 40 seconds left. He decides to run the ball instead of going into victory formation with the lead. And they fumble it. He turns it into a Madden game where your friend is pressuring you like, hey, man, just run it. You're so <laughs> lame. Don't go in victory formation. He's got like, you got to go dig through the options. You don't even know if it's in it. You're allowed to go in victory formation. You can't. You got to avoid the coach's suggestions. They really may try to make you, but you go run like full, a halfback smash anyway. He does it. They fumble. And then Miami, Miami is themselves with no defense. And Georgia Tech essentially walks off scores. You have, uh, boy, they cut right to uh, Mario Cristobal's face. And he looks so dumb. He looks so confused. You have <laughs> players on the sideline saying, what the F are we doing? What the F are we doing? Which is understandable. It's like, why? This is the most basic thing of all time. Is this... Now, granted, coming into this game, he was 4-0 in a good win at... Uh, or 5-0, potentially. Was he 5-0? He might have been. He was undefeated with the win at Texas A&M, too. Then he does this. Is that is that fireable? <laughs> with his resume? Is it fireable? It might be. He was 4-0, he was 4-0 by the way. Sorry. Are we this is a podcast? He's an asshole. I, it, I mean, did you see the post game conference? What do you say? He need the, the running back needs to keep both hands on the ball. Yes, while kneeling, though. Correct. He just has to be kneeling at the same time. Would have been the right answer. Yeah, I just it's I'm a big coaches person. I I, I get coaches and you've got to rally up like but everyone, everyone knows you have to go to victory formation there. Everyone knows that. How do you make that mistake? How do you make the mistake? How do you make that mistake? How do you make that mistake? It's just. No, how do you make that mistake? I don't think you can. And I think, too, even if you're Van Dyke, like you're a good quarterback, you know better. You got to just, just kneel. I would have just been like, I mean, I always said, coach, all right, that's a great play call. And then uh, just go up to the, the boys in the huddle and be like, we're, we're just going to kneel. We're just going to do it. Uh, I wonder what Georgia Tech was thinking, too. They must have been like, hey, are they serious right now? They're really yeah. doing this. Uh, and, it's, uh, man, it, and I saw, too, the it, fans, uh, the tens of fans that were at this game, they uh, were throwing things on the field, and they rightfully yep. should have. Uh, there was a, a rant that went fire over the weekend from uh, New York Radio about a guy uh, saying that they uh, boo Evan oh, Neal, yeah. uh, if you oh, see him yeah. at the mall in Willowbrook. If you see Mario Cristobal... <laughs> At a uh, Miami nightclub or whatever it happens down there, uh, you can boo him, and I think you should. Now, great, does Evan Neal deserve to be booed? I don't know, but Mario Cristobal, that is action for being booed. This is one of the worst. How do you do that? How do you it's do one that? Of the, this is one of the most embarrassing losses of all time. Not because Georgia Tech is a bad team, but because like it was imp- almost impossible to lose. No, it was impossible to lose. All you literally had to do was kneel. They had no Here's timeouts. It. And it was all this is too. It's like, you know, you you joke around. It's like, oh, if they fumble it here, we get it back and go throw like a 60 yard bomb touchdown. Because <laughs> not only that, they still they got it back and they could have just made a stop. All they do is prevent them from going one, one. 60 yards. It's all you had to do. And they still it was actually, I think it was 60, I think it was seven, close to 70. It was 75 way yards. too far. It was more than three yards. All right. <laughs> And it's not too – this isn't Ole Miss crazy offense. This is Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. 
Georgia Tech always finds a way to do this, don't they? So does Miami. This is oddly fitting for these two teams. <laughs> Fresno State falls to Wyoming. Wyoming now in control of the Mountain West. Should be in the top 25. They're not in it's the AP top 25. They're in my top 25. That is a good team. The Butt Bowl, Texas Tech versus Baylor. Baylor might be the worst team of all time, by the way. I'm just throwing out there. I tuned into one uh, play of this game, but... and I knew my bet was me over. So I tuned in. Uh, Baylor was down 11. And they ran, they went for it on fourth down in their own 30. And they ran like a halfback toss for negative four yards. And I was like, this is, this is gonna, I was like, I don't need to watch this anymore. (laughs) I'll just uh, keep moving on. TCU 14, Iowa State 27. But so here's an interesting bit of this game. So I, I could just be the Iowa State hater, right? I could be. But sometimes I have to remain neutral. And I'm going to remain neutral by saying that the Iowa State University Police Department made possibly one of the worst posts in Twitter history this week. Uh, They posted, I can't even believe this is real. They posted a graphic of, uh, it was a wanted poster with Jack Trice as the subject of it. Uh, Joey, uh, in case you're not familiar with uh, with Iowa State football history, Jack Trice is a African-American football player who died on the field. <laughs> and they chose to make a wanted poster for him. Uh, not the ideal move. I wouldn't have done it. It got deleted, but it took like four hours for them to delete it. Oof. Crazy long. Uh, would I have done that? No. Personally not. Uh, I'll try and find it and send it to you guys, but it was one of the worst moves that uh, I could have imagined doing. Uh, but yeah, that was Iowa State back in the win column. Way to go, guys. And then lastly, we have Oregon State, 52, Cal, 40, and the game potentially of the day while everyone was asleep, USC, 43, Arizona, 41. Arizona went up 17 nothing in this game. I had both 21 and a half. Wasn't worried at all. I was like, all right, cool. Could have tuned out. I didn't. This game went to overtime. We complain about this every week. If you receive the ball second in a college football overtime and you score a touchdown to tie it and you don't go for two, you deserve to lose. You have to go for two. It seems so obvious. And again, as an underdog, too, you are trying to pull the upset. You need to end it fast. And then when they finally did end up going for two and the two-point conversions off, they ran like the worst play of all time. <laughs> it was like a slip screen to no one. Uh, like if you're Arizona, you're not going to beat USC in a two point conversion off. You need to end it fast. Uh, and they failed to do that. But USC, um, that loss is coming. It's going to come in like six days. It's, it's not it's coming quick. Alex Grinch must hate Caleb Williams. Their defense is so, bad. so bad. Yes. And they recruit well too. It's not like yeah. they have don't have good commits. I don't understand. Brian Ferentz gets a lot of gets a lot of attention for being potentially uh, one of the worst coordinators in the country. And Alex Grinch gets none of it. Maybe it's because they play at two in the morning. But Alex Grinch, a lot of I, Alex Grinch, really. Alex Grinch is the worst coordinator than Brian Ferentz. There, I said it. Yes. Yeah. And it, I don't think it's particularly close. No. <laughs> no. Let's talk about the NFL, guys. 
Thursday night football, guys, the Bears defeated the worst team in the league allegations. Congratulations. They did it. The Bears 40, Commanders 20. On the road, the Bears get it done. Um, or should I say DJ Moore 40, Commanders 20. DJ Moore had uh an all-time career game. Uh Joey, this might be a good time for Joey's fantasy corner because uh DJ Moore had to have had maybe the best fantasy night of all time. Oh yeah. He went cra- almost 50 points. I 50 points. Also, no, I forgot to pull it up, so that's okay. I failed my uh, fantasy corner. That's Joey's fantasy corner. It's okay, but no, that's DJ Moore. Awesome job, Justin Fields. Too. This is maybe the path for Justin because this is what happened in the preseason. Was he threw like two slip screen passes for 180 yards and two touchdowns, and everyone's like MVP. And then he does a similar thing here, where he's like he's throwing like 15 yard. Uh, passes to DJ Moore, who's taking it the rest of the way. Maybe this is what it is for Justin Fields. Maybe this is what he needs to do. Is this is he gets these options? Maybe they go and draft Caleb Williams because now, by the way, this game changed the draft order from Bears number one pick, number two pick, also Bears from Panthers to Bears number one pick from Panthers to Bears second pick. Oh wow! Yeah, just maybe oh, yeah. they just draft Caleb Williams twice. They take him with the first and second pick. There you go. And then they just run weird plays the rest of the time. And Justin just gets to throw <laughs> screen passes for the rest of his career and gets to be a great quarterback. Maybe that's the answer. Uh, but the Bears, they get it done. I mean, it felt like, too, they they probably should have beat the Broncos, if we're being honest. And then now it was like it was everything gets righted. Everything's right in the world. But that game happened like four days ago, so we know we can't harp on it too much unless you guys have further comments. That's it. I mean, DJ the, uh, won 49 points for our team, Grant. And we that, caught a dub. So, well, I hope so if we had DJ Moore. Yeah. As I've is been it, keeping up with the uh, Redskins football team commanders for the past 10 years, this is par for the course. They come out, play a great game against the Eagles, and just do this against the Bears. That's my We fault. did have their defense. They got us minus five points, Grant. I'll take it for 50 Ooh. points. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, Guys, the London game is back. Jaguars 25, Bills 20. It's almost unfair what they did to the Bills here. Like, did the Bills really have much of a chance with Jaguars being there so long? The Bills, I want to say they left on Thursday to get there. Like, nothing felt like, I know they were five-point underdogs in this game, but I felt like the Jaguars were just meant to win this game the whole time. They're in their home city, basically, now of London, Uh, which, by the way, did you guys see that? Guy that they cut to during the broadcast who was dressed up as like a classy Jaguar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like uh they cut to like and now uh it was like they cut come back to commercial and like and now cats the musical and it's that guy. Uh <laughs> scary stuff. Uh did you guys see cats, by the way? I have not. No. I saw it, I fell asleep, to be honest. They brought it was it, I think it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> it's about nothing. Like nothing happens. It's just people in cat costumes and nothing happens. Weird. I don't understand it. Uh that's enough musical talk though. Jaguars twenty five, Bills twenty. The Jaguars, I've maybe this is what they need is like it's their retreat. Uh we talked about potentially this is their retreat. Uh and it could be a more serious turning point now for them, as the team is definitely improving. Um and I think too they almost get like a free buy in a sense here, 
where it's like they get a they don't have to worry about travel. They like literally got set up there for three weeks just to yeah. train and practice, and they got sent two opponents who they were able to beat. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is starting to make steps to to back to what we're more used to, um, especially guys to uh, uh, Travis Etienne. Great game. Fantastic game. Somebody would say two touchdowns, 136 yards, 26 carries. That's so many carries. Even Trevor Lawrence, his stat sheet looks amazing. 315 yards, one touchdown, 25 completions. I I think we're going to see a lot more of this from the Jaguars moving mm-hmm. forward. Uh, whereas I think inversely for the Bills, I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot more of this from them. Uh, you do have that Stefan Diggs. He had a good game. I mean, 121 yards, a touchdown on eight catches. But he still, that, that clip is, it's not good. He's spiking his helmet in front of Josh. There's definitely frustration building for that team, uh, although coming off such a great win last week. The Bills are going to be fine, but this is a tough spot for them. The Josh Allen sack of Josh Allen, though, is my maybe my favorite play oh, yeah. single year. The Josh Allen bull. It's awesome. Uh, it's good, too, that both Josh Allens are really, really good players. Like, you could have, oh, this is, you know, it's like Nikola Jokic and Nikola Jovic. Yeah. You know, like, Nikola Jovic just, like, comes off the bench. It's like, these guys are both on the on the field every play. They're both very good. Uh, but I the Jaguars, I'm impressed. That's my statement on them. I don't like that they do these broadcasts on NFL Network either. Like, can we not do CBS? We have to do that, uh, what's like that morning report show where they play the trumpet on CBS in the morning? We have to do that instead. Who's watching that? Grandma's like football too. They're up. They're ready to go. They can watch it. Have they tried the Jaguars yet? They should. That's what I think of that. Uh, I can't. I'm gonna have nightmares. That classy Jaguars guy, by the way, <laughs> it was, it was very good. scary. That was, that was, he was decked out. That was awesome. Awesome or terrifying? Terrifying. Can it be both? I, I lean more both. on terrifying. It can be both. Or do you think if you go in London, like there's some people that are actual diehard Jaguars fans? They're like, yeah, it's Man City no, and no, Jaguars. No, for me. no, they're not. They're not. That guy was dressed as a Jaguar. We don't or, know where he lived. Though. He could he could live in St. Augustine. Like he could be a straight Florida man. Or is it a uh, if it's in London? Is it uh, how Sean Connery would say it? like Jaguar? Ooh, Jaguar. Yeah, uh, Jaguar. Jaguar. Who's a uh, oh what's a uh, oh, what's his name? Who's a uh, Alfred? Oh, Sir Michael Caine. So Jaguar. Oh, Jaguar. 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 Uh. What else happened in the NFL? Oh, Colts 23, Titans 16. Col- the Colts is... Is it crazy to say that Gardner Minshew might be the best quarterback in the league? <laughs> this no, guy say- he bit. saves every game. Like, he comes in. I'm not worried. I-, I bet the Colts in this game. Uh, Anthony Richardson, he goes down again, um, which he might be setting a record for rookie injuries uh, to start off the season. I believe he's at four currently. In uh, let me check. Yeah, that's five games. But uh, but Gardner Minshew comes in. I'm not worried at all. I'm like, okay, just this. Like he he's very serviceable. Do I want him to start twelve games? No, no, not at all. If I'm a Colts fan, but hey, they got it done anyway. The roof was open. I can't remember the last time the roof was open uh, here. Maybe it was when they were escorting that giant whale um, across the country. Uh, I'm assuming that's how you. I don't think. Uh, Lolita the Whale is big enough to fit through the doors of Lucas Oil Stadium, so I'm assuming they had to helicopter it in and out. Uh, if Did Lolita make a pit stop in Indianapolis? Do we know what the route was? 
Did she get Oof. to see the, the stadium? I don't know. No, I hope, no, so. yeah. I hope she got a tour. Uh, but the Titans, they feel all over the place. Um, I, I don't think this team is great. But I can't tell. I don't think they're bad either. Like they've done too many. They've played good too many times this season to be bad, if that makes sense. It does. Or is that just like the Vrabel method? It's like we're not going to impress you the, ever, yes. but yep. we're never going to be that bad. Yeah. Yep. And we're going to sneak into the playoffs and then still won. But it's still – it's different than like the Steelers though. Where it's like this, we know the Steelers are going to go like 9-8 and eight pretty much every season. Uh-huh. But it's also – it feels different than them, though. That's a t- man. They're t- that's ju- a tough team to bet on, though. God is- almighty, man! I'm just that's personal grievances coming out. Did you bet on the Titans? Oh yeah. Did you, so you just don't listen to me anymore? Um, I listen to you a lot, a lot, but that's okay. We're allowed to have different it, opinions here. It, it's yeah. It, it, it's I mean, you're right. They're gonna brable it up, and then here in about two weeks. Derrick King was going to have a huge game like he did last week. And they're like, oh, the Titans are back. And he'll fall into a trap. And then next thing you know, you're going to look up their 10 and 7. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to still want it up in the AFC Championship game. I have a, an ongoing theory, too, that uh, certain colors in the NFL have gotten more. Um, like, I think the either the uniforms have changed slightly or the broadcast, something in the lens has changed. Well, like, the blue mm-hmm. – of these teams seem bluer than ever. Like I watched the Lions. No, yeah. The Lions were on screen at the same time as the Colts and the Titans playing, which are all very blue teams. And it seemed like the super blue hour. Everything was blue. Uh, but then also you have, like we talked about last week too, where the Chiefs seemed extra red. So I think it's like they're appealing to the colorblind crowd, potentially. Of like, we're just going to load up these colors and we're going to make them. Hey, you thought you had seen red. This is going to be the reddest thing you've ever seen before. You didn't know you could get a, a red this true. You didn't know that Honolulu blue could get this blue, but it can. That's uh, our summary of Colts Titans. Uh, Vikings Chiefs was an interesting game. Uh, we joke around a lot about the refs and rigging things in the Kansas City Chiefs. But at this point, I've had enough. I'm sick Too of obvious. it. It's not even a joke anymore. Like that—that that was the final straw, right? This is the eighth week in a row where the the Chiefs can just hold as much as they want. You have guys getting away with pi in the end zone, and then literally the ref. So on that last play where uh, it's four, fourth and twelve, they throw towards the end zone. What felt like obvious pass interference is not pass interference. And then not only that, but the uh, I can't remember who was in coverage for the Chiefs. He takes his helmet off, which is a penalty. You're not allowed to take your helmet off on the field. And the ref tells him to put it back on <laughs> to avoid a penalty and then just sends him off on his way. No flag. Like How more blatant can it get? They're not even trying to hide it anymore. This is like it's it's like the government. Consp- it's like the uh, politicians hiding stock trades. They're not even. They're not even trying to <laughs> hide it. Even hiding it. <laughs> it's not even hidden anymore. It's like we know. I know my salary is ten is or my net worth is ten x my salary somehow in two years, but I'm not hiding it. Right? The refs are like, we know that the Chiefs are getting away with all this stuff. We know it's a penalty. We know we're telling them to not do it to uh, fix it anyway. It's fine. It is what it is. But let's. I mean, the Chiefs are they a better team than the Vikings? Yes, but this one felt robbed. It felt like we were robbed of something cool. What could have been a cool end of the game? Like they tie that up. Potentially at the end, go to overtime. Look at all the fun we could have had. 
But instead, we get like uh like um Tony Romo uh talking about how cool Patrick Mahomes' incompletions are. <laughs> there was a there was a play in this game where they went to the Chiefs were trying to draw the Vikings off sides, and uh with like ten seconds left in the play clock, Mahomes goes into motion and goes up to the on the right side. And Tony Romo was acting like they just ran the Philly special for a touchdown. He was like, "Oh, look at here! Wow, there's still there's still time on the play clock, Jim. How'd they do it? They didn't even snap the ball. Tony, <laughs> relax, okay? It was like uh, we had the jokes before, where it was like um, the Mahomes diving pass in the Super Bowl from a few years ago, where it was like, what if I told you the greatest pass I ever saw was an incompletion? The narrative now, Tony Romo is going to go on some NFL network show that no one's watching tomorrow at 10 a.m. And be like, what if I told you the best play I ever saw was never even snapped? Never even What if I told you the ball was never snapped in the greatest play I ever saw? Andy Reid, genius. Didn't draw him off sides, but Mahomes just ran over to the right. Didn't see that happening. Crazy stuff. Uh, I want to know who the Chiefs personal trainer is. I want to know who's on their medical staff. Yeah. Because the same injury is happening with this team, and suddenly they come back fine and better every time. Now, I'm not rooting against anyone's. uh, I'm not rooting for injuries. I'm just saying it's weird how I've seen two of their best players break their ankle in the middle of a game and come back in five minutes. (laughs) I'm just. I'm not rooting for injuries. I'm just saying it's a little weird. I'm saying it's. I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Give him a call. Yeah, back next go. week. See what happens. Uh, is it a tour all shot? I don't know what it is. Um, but I was worried. Uh, I thought. Um, I I don't like seeing guys get hurt either. Too, especially on the turf fields. As much as that's a debate too. I just knew. It. Um, like when you see guys kind of um trip up like that on their own, those non-contact injuries are really mm-hmm. easy to happen on the turf field. So I was a little nervous there. Uh, for Kelsey, but he's oh, thankfully uh he's fine. It looks like he'll be all good to uh, score 45 points on the Broncos on Thursday. So that's great that we have that going. Uh, The Vikings. I don't know if they're the best one in four team ever, but it's like the statement losses are racking up like close with the Eagles, close with the chiefs. Kirk is like, okay. Uh, But boy, they love fumble the football. It's weird. Um, And as much as Tony Roma loves, the Chiefs, he also was going in on the, the Vikings to start off this game. He was all in over them. Oh, wow. uh, like there was eight fumble jokes to start off. Is there a prop <laughs> for that on DraftKings? Fumble jokes? Because there fumble was about jokes. 20 of them. Do you guys have the broadcast on during this? I was No, I didn't say a minute of this game. Probably a good thing. I, yeah. I, I, I had enough with Tony Romo during this one. I just sat there all the time. I was like, shut up, Tony. Shut up. Get out of my face. You used to be good. You used to be good. He had a funny timid. He was like, I just love the number nine. We get it, Tony. You play in the NFL. We know. We didn't forget. It's okay. We remember the zero things you accomplished in the NFL. It's okay. Uh, But this was ultimately Chiefs come out on top. They seem to just find a way in every one of these games, too. They're inevitable. Uh, Mahomes, too, has he got sacked. In this game, and I was like, "What?" Was... I can't remember the last time I saw Mahomes get sacked like three times in game. That's Ever? Very shifty. It doesn't happen a lot. Uh, 
I don't know if he's just really good at getting rid of the ball. Um, I still think sneakily Bryce Young might be the best at throwing the ball away. He's great. Like for some reason he turns into uh, Dan Marino when he wants to throw the ball out of bounds, very accurate at throwing it out of bounds. So <laughs> that could be uh, a storyline we're developing there, but I don't know. Maybe that's just like a underlying development. It's like, he's really good at getting rid of it. He avoids sacks. He's, he, he's like Hudson Cart, who just throws it uh, randomly wherever he wants to. <laughs> Eagles Rams. I thought the Rams had this one for sure. The, we're talking about statement losses with the Vikings. The Eagles, I know they are undefeated, but like it feels like something bad potentially could be happening in the future. They seem to be like they're the they have the least convincing wins to me so far. This is a pretty convincing win, though. Was it? They go to LA. Yeah. The Rams have been playing pretty good. Is it to LA though? Is it like is that how much does that matter? Yeah, I mean, we. I felt like we fell in this trap last year. Felt like we did it last year. We could be, and here they we go. And then they went. They went right into the Super Bowl. I mean, this is a deep. Yeah, team. I mean, what's well, the NFC? Like they're, they're going to be in the NFC Championship. They're going to play the 49ers for the NFC Championship. Yeah, we know this. I, I mean, you're, you're saying it's. I thought this was a convincing win. I thought this was a good win. I thought this was a game that they would drop. I don't know. I. And it's, I still think they're a top five team, but I think they're fraudulent in terms of the Super Bowl more. Uh, oh, it's like okay, that's uh, like they how are many teams the, above them. Well, they are in the tier of like Super Bowl contender right now, but I think they're Correct. closer to I think they're closer to the Cowboys than they are to the 49ers. That makes sense to me. It, yeah. They're in between. Like can there be a gap? Like like if sure, like, like Sure, there can be a gap, but I think okay. that point still stands. It does, but this is they went to the Super Bowl last year. It's the same team, might have improved, and they're oh, definitely, five and up. yeah. Um, well, it is what it is, too. Uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, I feel like I haven't said his name enough uh, this season. He had a pretty good game here. Um, tush Push, I feel like this wasn't, I didn't see it as much today. I feel like I wasn't getting enough Tush Push that I, I wanted. AJ Brown, though. He just continues to impress. He caught every single ball that came at him today, uh, running all over the place as well. Uh, Cooper Cups. What? what? He had the pinkest cleats. He did have the pinkest cleats. Uh, Only pink cleats, I guess. So I guess they would be the pinkest. (laughs) Cooper Cup, he doesn't miss a beat at all. He comes uh, in eight receptions, 118 uh, yards. What feels like it would have been, if you just go through the statues, it feels like it's enough for the Rams to win this game, though, but they end up only putting up 14 points. So you have Stafford, two touchdowns, 222 yards. You have Cooper Cup, 118 yards on uh, eight receptions. Apuka Nakua just present in the game. Like, it feels like box scores. It's like this is probably like a really good offense output, but it just wasn't enough. I don't think they had their run game going. Like, what, is, what does Kyron Williams have? Not as much, uh, no. But there's an interesting thing with the Rams where uh, – we mentioned to you like a lot of the offense is still similar to what they had in the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, like you get guys like Puka Nakua now who weren't there, but it's still like good improvement. It doesn't. Uh, it's not a detriment to team or anything. But then you look around and you're like, can you? Who's on defense? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey. Sometimes is he still hurt? Sometimes. I don't uh, know. But see, like that's the point. It's like it's not even. Yeah. But he could have been playing today. It's like I don't even. I didn't even know him out there. 
So I think that's ultimately their detriment. And you saw too, like, I mean, they had some uh, long third downs that like they, if they convert those, it's a totally different game, but they ultimately weren't able to do it. Um, and the Eagles too, they are, maybe it's just their style of play. Cause their style of play is definitely like, we're just going to wear on you. Um, we're going to wear you down to the end of the game. And maybe it's like, that's not like the 49ers went out there and they just curb stomp teams. Right. It's very different. It's like, we're just going to go out there and punch you in the mouth and go up 40 by halftime. But the, they still have the same amount of wins as the Eagles who are just, they just, they play a little differently. They, uh, it's a lot of running the ball. It's a lot of wear and tear. Um, a lot of touch pushes. It's just a different kind of game. No comment from, uh, from the field on that one. Uh, I did, I was, uh, my dumb head though, at the end of the game, the, uh, Rams had two chances to put in together drives, mm. uh, while down 10, I bet plus four. And after watching McVay kick that stupid field goal a few weeks ago, I was like, he's going to cover the spread. He right. has to. He definitely knows what it is. And he wants everyone to be happy. And I thought he was uh, Stafford was going to lead the boys down the field. It didn't work out. Uh, partly because the Eagles defense is really good. Uh, but I also think partly, too, uh, it's just difficult to do a 90-yard drive like that uh, out of nowhere when uh, the defense knows that you need it. So uh, there is that. But... Ultimately, this was a fun game. Like the afternoon slate was really fun, unless you were uh, rooting for the Denver Broncos. Like th- four great games. Is that a nice segue? Uh, no. Okay. No, because we're going to talk about 49ers Cowboys a little bit first. Okay. The 49ers. Uh, <laughs> that was a night game, though. We're talking about afternoon games. Yeah, we're they're going to avoid the- it. They're going to be in the they're going to be in the read scores category because uh, oh, you know, okay. it'll come up anyway. 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers. This game felt like it was going to be close for a little bit, but ultimately it comes down to just the 49ers are simply better than everyone, guys. Uh, in terms of flash yeah. pizzazz, the advanced analytics category of watchability, this mm-hmm. is the best team in the NFL currently. This might be the best team the NFL has seen in, I don't know, five years. Six years, maybe more. Yes. Seven. Yeah, yeah. a long time. This team is really, really good. I, it, it's really hard to go seventeen zero, but holy cow! It feels like since the first play this season, they haven't missed a beat. Like they haven't messed up yet. Uh, it helps when you have Christian McCaffrey has scored like eight touchdowns every single game, and uh, tonight George Kittle had a hat trick himself. He was open every play. It didn't matter. Always open. What he was doing, he is always open. It's like Jamar. He's a uh, Walmart Seven Eleven. Uh, airports. Or no, airports close. Airports uh, so what else is always open? Um, urgent care. Urgent cares. Yes, Ooh, always open. Man. That's a good one, Joey. Thank you for saying that. Uh, but the 49ers, it's more going to be the question is n- not. Uh, it. I feel like a lot of guys are like, what's their record going to be? It's like who who can stop them once? Who's going to keep them? Who's going to cover a spread against them? Besides <laughs> McVeigh. Like, I don't know, and I'm sure like. Look, it's going to lose, and I was talking about it. It's like, oh, maybe they lose a couple and you get more value on it. It's like, I don't know if that's going to happen. It, 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 coming into the season, it was like they have, like, realistically, they have a top three player in the NFL at every position except quarterback. But their quarterback is really, really good. He was dropping yeah. dimes. He's uh, really good. See, here's the thing too with Brock Purdy is like, at what point does this go from oh Shanahan's offense is just plug and play to Brock Purdy is just playing really well that's, too. 
That's a great question. That is a great question. And I, I think it's a combo of both. Yeah, I, I think, think it's I mean, easier to play well in his offense, but you still have to – You still you have to make be good. good. You still have you to be make an NFL reads. quarterback. Um, like, it's really easy to throw an interception in the NFL. Guys do it all the time. Brock doesn't really do that that often. It's Brock just, on wood. Just done. Uh, I don't want to brag, too, but the 49ers have not lost a game since uh, – I uh, was at um, tight end you, which is like 49ers oh, training camp nice. 2.0. So nice. not nice. to brag, but that is what it is. Uh, Cowboys. They, they might be moved down to my bipolar category with uh, the Titans mm. because you have last week, they win by 30 this week. They lose by 30. Mm. Uh, granted the difference between the Patriots and the 49ers is massive, but it's still the NFL. I'm still getting paid to play football. You're all over the place. Uh, some weeks you blow out the uh, some weeks you blow out the Jets. Other weeks you lose to the Cardinals. I don't know how I feel about the Cowboys right now, but what I do know is that Stephen A. Smith, coming fresh off of his visit to the University of Iowa, is going to be on one tomorrow. Set your alarms six a.m. He it's going to be a massacre, folks. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be awesome. We'll see. He's, uh, he's gonna do his little chuckle. He is. <laughs> little chuckle. Yeah. It is big, big chuckle. chuckle. It is a maniacal laugh, like a uh, it's like a nineteen a nineteen sixties bad Batman bad guy laughing in uh, Adam West's face. <laughs> but shout out to Forty Nineers, they're really really good. Uh, everyone's open. That's uh, this is simply the and end zone is also and everybody makes an interception. Or also, the defense is really good. They have like four dude, of the same insane. dude on the defense. Yes. Who all get picks? Um, who all force fumbles? Who all make tackles? This team's loaded. How did we let a team get this good? What well, isn't it's that easy, Na- man? Isn't that NATO's job is to stop this from happening? Is that what NATO does? NATO. They got the last pick in the draft as their quarterback, and he is really, really good. So they're saving a piss ton of money, and they just load it up on everybody else. I wish that worked in real life, like my recess. Do you, be, do you remember a year ago when we were talking about how we didn't know how the Christian McCaffrey trade would affect this team? It's one of the dumbest things we've said on the show. That was stupid. Yeah, why would yeah, not adding stupid. one of the best running <laughs> was, backs in the NFL help your team? It was right up there with Joey asking me and you if Jonathan Taylor was ever going to play for the Colts. He's still – I mean <laughs> – And we said no. <laughs> yeah, we were uh... – Hey, you know, we're not always right on this show, but we're always here. Yes. That's what matters. We'll show we, up. It's consistent. We're, we're here 80% of the time. That's what matters. Yeah, I remember, uh, what does the Christian McCaffrey trade do for this 49ers team? Not know, much, man. A, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Only 14 lot. straight games with a touchdown. That's, that's yeah, he's so good. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, I mean, if they stay healthy, I mean, this is by far the Super Bowl favorite. All right, let's get uh, into other games, though. We'll recap with some other scores. Let's just get it out of the way. That's 31. Broncos 21. Nathaniel Hackett, he gets his revenge back in Denver. Uh, things to note, Sean Payton cut this, had this cut off. Sleeves, uh, pre-cut. sleeves pre-cut this time. Probably just the same jacket. He's one and one in sleeve games now. Stats that matter. I think he needed to cut them shorter. Oh, he goes like a cut That's off. what I was thinking. Interesting. He is kind of like the... Uh, um, Batting practice uh, cut right now. He needs to go more to, uh, like, I don't know, a vest cut. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, something. Change it up, man. Uh, my summary, though, is that uh, the Broncos, they're not very good right now. It's a big issue. It seems like they cannot help but just shoot themselves in the foot every single week. Uh, you have 
I mean, yes, they get the win against the Bears last week, but like before with the Commanders, they're able to go big and then the defense lets them down. Uh, they really struggle to stop the run in this game. Uh, I thought it was just ultimately Brees Hall being really good, right? I mean, he did have he has 177 yards and a touchdown in this game, but it was also like, I mean, even when they gave it to the other guys, it's not like we were stopping them either. Like Brees Hall just happens to be the best guy on their team, and he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. But we weren't doing our part in stopping him either. Uh, Zach Wilson, uh, it's not like he diced us up or anything, but uh, we like I, I think our defense should be better against Zach Wilson than it was today. A uh, lot of guys open downfield when they shouldn't have been. Uh, and then ultimately on offense too, it's just, it's a struggle. Cause like, I don't know. This is where like the stats, like when you evaluate QBs between like uh, our wins, like a good quarterback stat, or is it like our, or do you want to go just based off statistics? Cause like Russell is playing so much better statistically this year. But there's they have a worse record right now. And it's like it's more embarrassing. Obviously, he has the fumble at the end, but if you just but every play before then he had uh 196 yards and two touchdowns. And then he had one of the better QBRs in the league heading into this game. Is it so it's like, do you like everyone's like, yeah, kill Williams, but it's like statistically Russell's playing pretty well. Do you need to go get like an O lineman? Do you need to go get more on defense? What do you do? Do you try and get rid of Vance Joseph? Ultimately, my my feelings with this team right now is frustration. Yes. It's screaming, it's anger, uh, but it's also like I just don't even know what to do anymore. Uh, shout out Julian McLaughlin though; he might be the fastest man alive. He was really fast. So good. Uh, he runs like off, he, dudes. He runs like Roadrunner. Yeah, meet me. That's how I feel about that. Uh, but ultimately, man, this team just yeah gets me every time. It's tough out there. I because uh, like I know they're not good. But it's like you can tell they have moments where it's like they're putting it together and then they just rip it right from you. Uh, I really thought when they drove down there the first time that they got the ball back and they went straight to the red zone, I was like, we're going we're gonna to win this game. It's pretty good. We're going to go we're gonna go two and three into Kansas City uh, with a chance potentially. And then it, it just was a total meltdown as soon as the second half started. What is Sean Payton saying at halftime the past like two weeks? Because they uh, – the same thing happened against the Commanders. You let up a huge lead. Obviously, it flips around at the Bears. They had a second half comeback. But whatever he's got on the cue cards at halftime, what is he saying? Where it's like, hey, guys, uh, like he's going to the halftime. And he's like, did you see the Drake May highlights this weekend? Did you see what, did you see what he did to Syracuse? Get out there and lose. Uh, the Broncos currently have the number four pick in the draft. Do I want Drake May? Uh, yes, potentially. I think my, my stance with this is almost that I don't think Russell's play necessarily is the problem right now, but I think everyone disliking him is the problem. Is yeah, a, a it's not. I don't know if it is the problem, but I think it is a problem because like every single week, it's like another story of like, oh, here's Russ's, uh, um, here's Marshawn Lynch with a weird story about Russell Wilson after the Super Bowl, right? Do and I wish to. Why are were these comments when he? How long was he in Seattle? Like eight years. Where were all these? He was there forever. He was there longer than eight years. He was there for a long time. Where were these comments? Uh, I don't know if it's just Pete Carroll is the best PR team of all time. He's got the hush hush. Yes, yes, yes. It's that simple. <laughs> yes, it was. But so that's a little frustrating. But um, and I think Sean Payton, it sounds like he's doing a better job at like kind of making it uh improving that environment a little bit. But I mean, holy cow. Every week with this team, it's just like, how on earth 
Is this the result? How are we going to lose this week? Like, how on earth are we here? Um, they're just reinventing the wheel in terms of ways when Kirk Ferentz reinvents the wheel and how to win games with uh, um, with like weird uh, safeties and stuff, right? And we just the Broncos reinventing ways to lose. I don't get it. Uh, I thought Sean Mc, uh, Sean Payton though, cool visor. By the way, I kind of wanted one of those. Uh, I thought that logo looked cool. Hell, hey guys, you know what? If we won the uniform battle at least. Yeah. Oh, they were they were nice. You guys like good. the the snow caps? They're really uh, nice. I like the white end zones too. I think we need the Broncos. They were nice. That a little bit more. Yeah, very interesting. Um, cool. Or the D logo on midfield. I think that could be a mainstay. That's a I good think, logo. I think I, that's, that's I th- a real good logo. I think that this potentially there's been discussion of them going back to that as a primary logo. I think this could be the beginning of it. I'd be okay with it. Uh, some people hate the new Broncos logos. If you've been like a Broncos fan for a long time, some people really don't like it. I don't have a problem with it. Um, but if they went to the classic uh, D, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it. I think it's a cool logo as well. Uh, Zach, do you want to just say something really mean about our team, real quick? Did you prepare something? You want to just kick no, us while you, man, you want to just kick us no, while while we're down? No. Is that is that your plan? You're like, oh, here I went to the game. Here's a uh, here's my. Uh, I got first-hand footage of it. It's probably the opposite. It's the two times I've been. It's it's a great like it's a great fan base, man. It's some Fantastic. of the nicest fans. Like this dude sitting in front of us, he probably hadn't missed a game in fifty years. And he like turns around, and he's like, "Oh, y'all Broncos fans?" Like, no, nah, man. And, and, and like, it's just it's a great environment. It's one of the like. It's a cool stadium experience. And, like, I've been to a lot. I've been fortunate enough in my lifetime to go to a lot of sporting events all around this country. It is, it's an awesome, like, it's an awesome live sporting event. It's a great fan base. I, I feel bad. Like, it's almost numb. Like, I'm, we're walking out of the stadium. Nobody's, like, dropping F-bombs. Nobody's screaming. Like, it's just like, eh, here we go again. Yeah, I think and everyone's kind of just. I don't. Uh, I don't like. It's as an Abs fan, as a Nuggets fan, and even like having a little, like having a motion towards the Rockies. Like, I I want there to be something, and I feel like right now for the Bronco fan base, there's not, and it's like a numbness of like, I can't believe this is going on. Yeah, I mean, well, frankly, we and, haven't like we haven't sniffed five hundred. Since we uh, hoisted the Lombardi Trophy, and I think that's and it's and I feel like that's the balance of it is like you've the you've had the highest of the highs and like it is a like it's a storied sports American franchise. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Is it. Yeah, they have three. The past, like, yeah, the past seven years, especially the past like three or four, are just not great. Bad, bad, and it and is it's, it is losses. In painful, painful fashion. Yes, yeah. It's and not like, like it's here, not yes. like they're they, hey, you know, we played well, we lost, and mm-hmm. and you know, we did everything we could. It just came down to the last possession, and we didn't have it. It's like we're fumbling for no reason. We can't guard the run. We have um weird plays where we're fumbling on kickoffs to start out the game. Safeties uh, on plays that don't need to be safeties because it's intentional grounding in the end zone. Uh, it's just frustrating right now. It's uh, and, and it's, it's annoying. 
it's and it's a broken record. It's like the same thing, but it's like I don't know. It's what else do you want me to do? And and I'm not like you, you. I come on here and you're like, why do you not like the Broncos? Why do you? Know. And I don't. I don't. I don't. But I don't root against them. And like, Raiders, it, you you right get now. two years ago, you get Russ, and we like it should have been. But then like the Pete Carroll Seattle Seahawks PR campaign is like let out of the cage and you actually see who Russell is and you're like, oh no, oh no. Like it's just those things that just add up where you're just like, man, like I like when they win a Super Bowl while we're still doing this, I'm not gonna come on here and be like, oh this that was super awesome, but I'm gonna be so happy for y'all. And I'll be so happy be cool. for Denver fans. Be cool. Because it's a great fan base. And it's the two times that I've been, it's it's a awesome sporting event because it's it's a very like educated fan base, a very like there's not a lot of BS at the games. It's like very interactive, it's very fun, and I just hate the product that's out there right now. On oh, the yeah. flip side. I hate the product as well. My best friend's a Jets fan, and one of me and Laney's really good friends from PA and and, and med school is a Jets fan. So it was uh it was it was it was a it was a good watching sporting event. There's Fair my enough. negativity. That was negative. Uh Joey, what's the answer to the Broncos? Uh fire the team. Start fire the, the team. Everybody. I do all think start all over all, again. Yep. I don't it is weird because I was like way quicker to be like fire Hackett as opposed to like Sean Payton, um who has a worse record right now than Hackett did through five games. But I also, I think knowing what Sean Payne has done before helps him out in this situation, right? Because, like, he has proved he can be a good coach. Like, Hackett really hadn't. Uh, But I think, I so, like, do I think at the end of the year, Sean Payne's still going to be the Broncos head coach? Probably. Uh, But I would be interested to see if when, if he gets the, an offseason, to the offseason, right? If he just goes clean house and it's just everyone's gone, or it does ownership step in and they're like, we're just cleaning the house to, uh, anyway. Like it's, you don't even have a choice. Uh, I do think though that uh, there's a lot of things that need to be changed. Like the defense has gotten worse. Our offense has improved, but it's so marginal that it's not really making a difference. Like, oh, cool. Now instead of 16 points a game, it's 20, but we let up 50 points a game. It doesn't even matter. Uh, you need new receivers, man. I got two points. Like if they sell off. Judy and Sutton here in the next couple of weeks. Are you upset? And the second question yeah. is, is Wilson going to be the starting quarterback for this team next year? Yes. You I mean, think realistically, yes, I do. Realistically, uh, yeah, I think there's a good chance. I think it's more likely than not he's the starter. Yeah. I'm disappointed because I think those are two really good players, Sutton and Judy. But I can't blame them for getting traded. For either requesting one or for the, um, they're just like we got to make something, we got to make a change, and we got to go get something. We need draft picks, we need money. I, I don't like. I sad to see you go, obviously, but it's like it's probably probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, boy, it does stink though. Someone's like okay on your on your team, and then really good on another team. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh, no one hurts. Which could happen. Like I could see Jerry Judy going to the. I don't know who's a, a team out there, the uh the Titans and just tearing it up or something. Uh I could see that happening. 
but that is the Broncos. Speaking of bad, Saints 34, Patriots 0. <laughs> Ooh. So Bill Belichick last week had the, his worst loss in uh, his tenure as head coach, and he followed that up this week with his worst ever home loss uh, with mm. 34 to nothing to the Saints, who, by the way, the Saints, it has been the MO on this podcast to be, for us to say that they hate scoring. And I think that that's mm-hmm. still true, except the Patriots also hate scoring even more. Uh, Mac Jones goes out there. He throws a pick six super early in the game. And it was pretty much downhill from there. Uh, I am the biggest idiot in the world. I am not smart. My brain does not work. Because I have seen how bad the Patriots are. Mm-hmm. They have played five games. I've bet on them five times. And it has not even come close to working. Any of the times. Yeah, won one of them. You haven't won one. I think no, they I think they covered against the Jets. They might have. Okay. But holy cow, this team is so bad. Uh Mac Jones. It's over. The experiment's it's done. Gotta be. It's over. It's gotta be. At least with the Patriots, it is. Maybe another team gives them a chance. But I think if it's the Patriots, it's Zappy Hour. Zappy Hour. Why not? Oh, yeah, why not? Why not? I is he gonna take you to the playoffs? Probably not, but it's like at least is give him a shot. One touchdown, maybe he might score one. Uh, I mean, shoot, it was, that Thursday night football game was kind of cool, like last week or last year. Let's give it a shot. Uh, the Saints, I think this will be deceptive too because I still don't think this team is as good as we thought. Like, everyone was kind of like, oh, this is the Saints division, and I don't think that's going to end up being true. But them beating the Patriots 34-0 is definitely going to convince me next week that it is true when it comes to betting on this game. So uh, do I fall for the Patriots trap again next week? Probably. Who do they got? Let's see. Do I like them already? The Raiders, ooh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> You're going to do it. Aren't you? I already – I see. You've, you've fallen. <laughs> it's only two and a half. <laughs> and if – Maybe they have a clean slate with Zappy. Is all that I'm saying. We, maybe we should hear Zappy out. Uh, but boy, this is just so weird for them. Uh, I just for Belichick to see this is really strange. I don't know how I feel about the Patriots right now. I really don't. That's my uh, my statement on them. Ravens Steelers. Ravens ten Super seventeen. I this is uh, or I guess it should read Ravens ten Iowa football seventeen. The Steelers Iowa'd up this game very nicely. Oh, and Tomlin knows how to do it, man. We've this talked was, about it. This was, know 10, how to do it. this was 10 to 3 for about 45 minutes before a safety by the Steelers. And then uh, I believe it was a blocked punt as well. Am I, am I making that up? Uh, a bunch of weird stuff happened in this game. George Pickens, uh, he is so good. He's hilarious, man. He is hilarious as well. Uh, Kenny, with his two gloves, threw a absolutely beautiful ball to George Pickens to seal the game, pretty much. But this just, as it was winding down, and like you get to ten three, forever, right? Like you had it, it got to ten three early in the second, and then no scoring in the third. And then late, like as we were in the fourth quarter, it's like I I know the Steelers are going to win this game because the the Ravens just cannot move the ball right now. But I don't know how they're going to do it. And then lo and behold, you get a safety. Um, you get field goal, touchdown. So weird. Uh, it got to 10 to 5, and I was like, that's got to be scoring, Yami. There's no way that's happened before. Uh, is it? I don't know. 
But the Steelers, I the, I was uh, watching this game. My friends were like, this is the worst game ever. And I was like, guys, I'm having so much fun watching this game right now. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like, this is the best game ever. Uh, congratulations to Steelers on winning the Big Ten West. Can we congratulate them? There you go. That was awesome. It is funny, too, because uh, like literally that is the history of Iowa football, is that Hayden Fry had to ask the Steelers for permission to copy their uh, uniforms when he became the head coach of Iowa in the 1980s. And I want to say Kirk is a Steelers fan. Like, actually, I, th- I believe he's from Pittsburgh. I, 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 he's probably a actual diehard Steelers fan. It is crazy how much these teams uh, emblem awesome. each other. But lo and behold, this is where we are at. Uh, shout out George Pickens, Texans nineteen, Falcons twenty one. Uh, I might this did not change my opinion of either team. Nope, team. not at all. No. Uh, great cover though by the Falcons. Shout out them. Lions forty two, Panthers twenty four. The Panthers firmly now at the bottom of the league at zero and five. Uh, the Lions. This is. A sneaky better win than people are going to do. They had no starters playing in this game. Yeah. A bunch of guys out, and they still go out there and absolutely dominate. Uh, Pretty good, 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 good win. Uh, Jared Goff, three touchdowns, 236 yards. David Montgomery, 109 yards, one touchdown. Everyone, like the Lions just can't do wrong right now. Knock on wood. Probably shouldn't say that, but it's true. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, Giants. 16 Dolphins 31 Bengals back in the win column 34 20 and that's football we have Monday night football coming up uh to here today or tomorrow depending on when you're listening to this Packers plus two at Raiders I think you have to take the Raiders you have to uh it is going to absolutely stink Uh, oh absolutely (laughs) And we said this Hopefully about the Giants. That was a bad baseball. Yep. We we said this go. this yeah maybe this is just uh, go check out baseball tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Who knows? But maybe go split screen. Can you do that? Is the the multi view TV it... offered it today? Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. Uh, but the Raiders, boy, this is, is Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win this game like fifteen to twelve, and it's going to be disgusting. Mm-hmm. But it, it's we said this about the Giants too, and I think they lost by about forty. Was that fair? It was. That's football, and we have a lot of football. We are now 48 days into 50 straight days of football, Um, potentially my favorite time of the year right now. It's really fall now here, too, by the way. Temperature drop for sure. Um, It's perfect right now. So beautiful. Savor it, guys. We're going to end the show with baseball. Um, They, uh, at one point, uh, did an update on uh, Rangers-Orioles today. I saw a tweet, and it was like, oh, the Orioles are who we thought they are. And I seriously, I looked up and I was like, the Orioles are playing right now. <laughs> There's baseball yeah, on right now. Too. Yeah, they played yesterday. I don't get. I don't understand this baseball. So Friday night, you have no games. The only thing on TV is Nebraska versus Illinois to compete with. MLB decides to air no games, but Saturday they decide to go to head to head with like five ranked games, four ranked games all throughout the day. No one is talking about it at all. I don't understand this move. Like why show them on Friday and then take the weekend off, go back on Monday, Tuesday. Like these MLB playoff games should only be during the week. If you're like, I get in trouble. Oh, keep going. Go ahead. No, talk. No, I get, I get in trouble. I I get in trouble from Mike Bush for this (laughs) statement. And, and, and it's, you don't, you don't get in trouble. It just doesn't make sense, man. Playoff baseball is a great product. It's a really good product. 
And like you said, Grant, like I don't understand why we can't have four games on Friday. Four games on Friday. That would do it. And then essentially, like, let's just maybe take the weekend off and then go do four games again on Monday. I just don't understand it because it's a good product. You have some – the attendance was up this year. It worked. The rule change worked. They all it, – it, it worked. I don't understand why we do this every single – like, it, for the past five, six years, baseball just – it just does not seem to get it right. And um, it's a great like, product. Like, there is a – there, there is a – there was a the Orioles are playing in the afternoon during the mm-hmm. four o'clock slate, and then the Astros are playing right when the 49ers Cowboys, right when the 49er Cowboys are playing Sunday night football. Just makes no sense. Makes no sense. Uh I have no clue what happened in any of these games. Uh it looks like the <laughs> Phillies beat the Braves. Uh I saw a bunch of tweets saying Trey Turner did something cool. What was it? I have no idea. Uh the Diamondbacks absolutely crushed the Dodgers. Oops. I remember that. Uh was it Kershaw again? Did he yep. did he choke in prime time? That's not that right. He lasted one out. Yeah, he got one out. I, you don't even have to watch. Like this is you can just check in like that. Uh, twins, Astros, Twins. Are we we need to start getting real about the Twins. Is that is that where we're yeah, at right now? Uh, I, really, I feel like an idiot. I really wish I took the Rangers at sixteen to one before the playoffs started because they look like they're going to win the whole thing right now. They are absolutely crushing everyone. Uh, is there people we're forgetting? How many games are going on right now? So you got two, two, you got two today, two tomorrow. I don't know. Four games. Yes, yeah, so you got two, two, two NL, two ALC series. Are the, are the Astros treating, cheating again? Probably. They're breathing, aren't they? Yeah. Joey, do you have any baseball thing? Like, I literally, I don't even know what to say. Like, I didn't even know they were playing today. Uh, no, I haven't. Joey Joey had a great weekend. Joey (laughs) lived the movie this weekend, from what I've heard. Yeah. All right, that is baseball uh, was not there. All right, that's our baseball update. Uh, Baseball in that field. Is there trivia? Yeah, I've got some trivia. Let's do it and get out of here. Uh, Drake released a new album recently. Okay, Zach, I've got a question for you. This will be Uh interesting. What is Drake's full name? Ooh, I couldn't tell you. I have no Uh idea. What's his first name? I know this. The first name. I don't know his second name. Or his Otis. name. What was it? Otis. Oh, that's pretty close. Is it? Grant, do you have a guess? Is Audrey? Aubrey? Aubrey? Shoot. Aubrey, Aubrey. Drake Graham. Interesting. Yep. Shout Aubrey out to Graham. Okay. Do you guys watch Degrassi? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Not. I know he's in it, though. I, I, I know Zach's not into Canadian soap operas. It's probably a stretch. Go ahead, Joey. All right, Grant. Um, in ancient Greece, throwing an apple at well, someone. This is, this is just not the same question at was all. Was a declaration <laughs> of what? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> there's a declaration of, what does that even mean? Of war? Like what? No, like when you throw an apple at someone, what does that mean? In is ancient like Greece. There? You don't like them because you threw an apple at them. No. Zach, do you have a guess? I have no idea. Is this made like, up? Literally no, no idea. Is this, this is this from Greek mythology? No. This is made up. Go ahead, Joy. It means you love them if you throw an apple at them. Oh, okay. That just can't be true. Uh, <laughs> this is Joy Bush trivia hour, not Joy Bush myth hour. Okay. You know, just get to come around here and make stuff up. <laughs> 
Bunch well, of crap. How do you know any of the trivia I've ever told you is true? I could have just been making it up this whole time. We might need to revisit the trivia segment. We might need, it might need some <laughs> deeper vision. If you made it this long, thank you for listening. We appreciate you and we love you. And we hope you come back again. Uh, be sure to check out our socials uh, in the kitchen podcast. Uh, come back next week. We'll be back here on Thursday.